Today I want to speak on the Spirit of God. Someone say the Spirit of God. The day you became a Christian, what God did for you is that he regenerated your spirit. What does it mean? He infused the Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit with your spirit. So that your spirit and the Holy Spirit became one. The serious matter. You see, the Bible says we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit until redemption. It means that your spirit and the Holy Spirit became one. There is no difference between Mary's spirit and the Holy Spirit. Mary's spirit became the Holy Spirit. So that Mary can now hear the heartbeat of God. That is why, that is why a true Christian, when you get close to people, you can hear gentle whispers of the person. You can pick up signals. You can pick up heartbeats. Or I don't know if I'm the only person who feels. You can smell something. You can sense something. You can discern something because your spirit now is infused with the Holy Spirit. So the person may not be speaking, but because your spirit is in tune with the Holy Spirit, you can be hearing whispers, conversations. The day you became a Christian, your spirit man was awakened so that you can hear like Samuel. How did Samuel hear when God started speaking to him? He heard through the voice of Eli. So when God speaks to us, we are waiting to hear a certain voice. But God speaks to us in voices that we are used to. Isaiah 32 verse 10, it says, Many days and years shall ye be troubled, ye careless women. For the vintage shall fail, the gathering shall not come. Isaiah is prophesying. Isaiah's best friend was King Uzziah. They were actually, historians believe they were cousins. He was his very good friend. When Uzziah died, in Isaiah's devastation and heart cry, God introduced him into a realm he had never experienced before. We call it the realm of the spirit. And so Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and the train of his rope filled the temple and because people don't know the story they say your king Uzziah must die so that you will see the Lord have you heard of it before Uzziah Uzziah was Isaiah's friend sometimes God opens us up to his his heartbeat in the midst of our devastation in our brokenness he opens us up so that he can speak to us in a way we will understand. Go to the next verse and see verse 11. He says, Tremble ye women that are at ease. Be troubled ye careless ones. Strip you and make you bare. And gird sackcloth upon your loins. In ancient times, when you lose everything, what you do is that you remove the old cloth, you put on a new cloth, and you put on the sackcloth to let God know that I have no dependence. My dependency is on you. When we say we are fasting, what we are saying is we are removing the old. We are telling God that the next level of our life, we have no one to depend on. We are here exposed. We are here 
weak. We are here that you will fill us with yourself. It is in those weak days, in those devastating days, in those vulnerable moments that God reveals himself unto us. But Jesus said, I don't judge by my own. As I hear, I do. Are you listening to me? One of the ladies called me and said, I actually forgot about this story that I told you. Even me, I forgot. Anytime you see a vision and I ask you, you tell me you don't remember. But I am surprised that you remembered this story that I told you three years ago. Then I, I didn't give her an answer. I laughed. I said, no. When I am standing in the pulpit, I hear things you don't hear. I remember stories that they told me in class too. Because at that point, somebody needs something from the Lord. The scripture we read, he says, many days and years you shall be troubled. He says, the gathering shall not come. Please, verse 12, verse 12. See, they shall lament for the teeth, for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine. The people are lamenting. The people are complaining that the pleasant fields are no more. The fruitful vine is not producing the vine after it can go to verse, verse, verse 13. Upon the land of my people shall come up thorns and briars. Yea, upon the houses of joy in the joyous city. Are you seeing the things that are coming up? There is nothing that is growing upon the house of joy. Why? Because there is no supply of the spirit. Now look at the next verse. Because the palaces shall be forsaken. The multitude of the city shall be left. The forts and towers shall be for dens forever. A joy of wild asses. A pasture of flocks. Until the spirit be poured upon us from on high. And then the wilderness will become a fruitful field. And the fruitful field will be counted for a fall. When the Holy Spirit comes. The dryness in your life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit comes to unravel what was wrong. So that he can repair it. Are you listening to me? The Holy Spirit comes to do what? He comes to unravel. He comes to open up the wounds. Heal the wounds. Repair the breaches. So that he can be a blessing. When the Holy Spirit comes upon a person. He broods over the person. But God uses human vessels to speak his word. Are you listening to me? The Holy Spirit broods over you. But when the human vessel speaks, it opens you up. And then God can now reach out and pull the head from your heart. So when you come for a 21 day fast and it looks like the room is empty. Because you are wondering, is it because you are not praying? Brothers and sisters, the most important thing is to be healed than to pray and make noise. And the place is full, but the people leave and nothing has changed in their life. The question we need to ask ourselves today in this church is, what do we want? Turn to anybody and say, what do you want? This scripture says that many days and years. Someone say many days and years. years. See, but when the Holy Spirit comes upon a person, he brings restoration of that that which is broken. When the Holy Spirit comes, he does what? He brings restoration of that that which is broken. Someone say amen. Amen. 
That is why this year we want you to we want you to be want the Holy Spirit to not just brood on you, but we want to speak to you so that by the time this 21 days fasting is over, you are set for the success of the entire year. Watch this. The Spirit of God does not operate one way. Someone say, God doesn't operate one way. In Genesis chapter 41 verse 38, we are told by scripture that then Pharaoh said to his servant, can we find a man like this in whom is a divine spirit? In whom is what? Now, let me ask you a question. What was the divine spirit? How did the divine spirit manifest? When Joseph showed up, he not only interpreted Pharaoh's dream, he broke down a strategy for it. When the spirit of God is in full operation, especially with a person that has gone through the mill, some believe that it took Joseph 18 years before he met Pharaoh. 18. By the time he met Pharaoh, he's, he, he's, he's been in Egypt for 18 years. And the strategy he put down, pa, 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 pa. And guess what? That's the part I am surprised. Joseph was giving Potiphar's daughter, who was the, the priest, Egypt, and God did not say anything. Because the Holy Spirit uses human vessels. Are we together? And God doesn't just want to use one person. God wants to put his spirit on you so that he can use you as his vessel to reach out to people and to help them. So our anointings are not the same. The Bible says, but to each one of us, Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 7, but to each one of us, grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. The manifestation of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given what for? For the profit of who? So anytime God manifests His Spirit, that Spirit is for everybody. For somebody, the Spirit of God is given for you to be skillful in the work you do. Come with me to Exodus chapter 31, verse number 3. Let's start to Exodus chapter 31, verse 1. God, and, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have put, my, he says, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uru, the son of her, of the tribe of Judah. Verse number 3. Verse number 3. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Are you seeing it there? I have filled him with what? In wisdom and in understanding and in and in all manner of workmanship so not only have i filled him in wisdom not only have i filled him in knowledge not only have i filled him with the spirit of god in understanding which are part of the seven spirits of god he says i've also given him in all manner the spirit in all manner of workmanship so people are gifted differently your anointing is 
There's a man by name Ben Carson. He's the first guy to be able to uh, separate Siamese twins. Twins whose head are joined together. Their brain is joined. He was able to separate the two. And when they asked him, he said the Holy Spirit was leading him as to what to do. And guess where he goes to church? He's a Seventh-day Adventist. That is why I said in this church, we don't criticize somebody's church. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon a person, God can choose what to use the person for. And for every area where you work, God will supply his spirit and you'll be skillful in in the area because that is what is required per time. You know, if God wants to reach certain kinds of people, Sometimes it's not even the husband. It's the children God wants to raise. So God will put his spirit in you. You will become a chef. Are you listening to me? You become what? A chef. The point is not the person who is employed you. Maybe there's a child whose destiny is connected to the, to the total liberation of an entire nation. And the person that must go and pro- preserve the posterity of that child is you so he puts his spirit in you and you are working there as a help as a chef as a cook as a teacher and the reason why you are there is not even for the bosses but it is for that little child and god puts you there joseph said i was placed here to preserve posterity someone say the spirit of god You see, until we understand these dynamics or mysteries of the Holy Spirit, we would think that all there is to our life is just us. So the Holy Spirit comes upon people because of a certain assignment that he wants. And whenever he gets what he wants, he takes the glory. And then... And then the rest continues. Now look at it. He put his spirit on Bezalel. And he said, I filled him with the spirit of God. In wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of craftsmanship. So the spirit of God is not given to us just so we prophesy. But it, it operated, it's used for different things for the kingdom. Why did God put his spirit in him? Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. To devise cunning works, to work in gold, in silver, in brass. And in cutting of stones to set them, and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. And I, behold, I have given with him Aholiab, the son of Ahimashak, of the tribe of Dan. In the heart of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded thee. God gives an instruction to one person. He puts his spirit in another person. And then he puts other ones in other people. So that what he has shown this one, that together they will build one thing for him. So you see, my style is different. Pastor Chu's style is different. Uh, uh, Hans' style is different. Mr. J's style is different. Irene is different. Um, give me names. Everybody here is different. But, you see, God is building a house. Somebody say, God is building a house. Because God is building a house, if you ask every contractor, he will tell you that in the beginning stage, before they would dig the ground, they need carpenters. You are going to build a building. Why do you need a carpenter? Because when they do the markings, they need a carpenter to be nailing it. 
They do markings. They will buy a pen and use rope and use ruler and other things, and they do markings. And it's a carpenter they use. Once the carpenter does that, the carpenter leaves. After they mark everything, then they bring people to dig. They will finish digging. When they finish digging, then they will remove what the carpenter did. But the carpenter's work was so important at the beginning stage because he's there to give the markings so that there's sanity in it. But once he finishes work, the carpenter leaves. The carpenter will come when the building maybe is about to get to a certain level or when they are going to put pillars. He will come. After pillars, the carpenter will leave. You understand me? Can you imagine you mix smooth with stone and everything and it goes together and and, 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 and they mix it together and after some days it becomes a house. The last person that comes into a building is the painter. By the time the painter comes, everything is done. But his work is so important that if he doesn't do it, no matter the money they put in the building, the beauty and the honor is not shown. But even after the painter has finished everything, then comes in the interior person and comes to place things that are useless at the beginning of the thing. And his uselessness is so important that you come in overall, it's nice. So when you come and value the building, you say this building is $1 million. But initially, it was not beautiful. They were pouring concrete and removing nails from from concrete. Are we are we together? In that same way, when God is building you, the Bible says that we are being built. We we the Christians, we are being built. God is building us. Are, are we together? God is doing what? And this year, I believe, I I believe with all my soul that this year, by the time this year ends, the way your life will be so changed, you will be shocked. I said what? You will. So God is putting his spirit in us. He's working on us. He's building us. He's preparing us. Because by the time we are fully prepared, he will take the glory. Someone say God will take the glory. Exodus 35 verse number 31. Verse number 30. Exodus 35 verse 30. Mm -hmm. And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See! The Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uru, of the, the sons of, of the tribe of Judah. Go to the next verse, verse 31. And he has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, comma, in understanding, comma, and in knowledge, comma, and in all manner of workmanship, comma, yes. and to devise curious works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass. Child of God, this year, the prayer you need to pray is, Father, put your spirit upon me. Put your spirit in me. Put your spirit upon me. It comes upon you for work or service. Put your spirit upon me. Fill me with your spirit that you will use me for your glory. Are we, are we, is somebody ready to pray that prayer now? But look at it. In Numbers chapter 27 verse 18, Numbers chapter 27 verse 18, we see God using another person called Joshua. And Joshua did not do any work of craftsmanship. Joshua was a soldier. God's spirit cannot be limited. Joshua was what? God put his spirit in a soldier. And this soldier could tell the son to, to stop. And God said to Moses, and the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him. Next verse. 
and set him before Eliezer the priest and before all the congregation and give him a charge in their sight. And thou shalt put some of thy honor upon him. I see, I see it. Why didn't God put his honor on him if the guy has the spirit? Why is God taking Moses' honor and putting it on him? Another time, I'll show you this mystery of the honor. But you see, Joshua then now became, became a, 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 a leader who will lead the people to conquer nations. So, so when you are a Christian, even in the marketplace, God puts his spirit in you for leadership roles. For you to lead a people, to break frontiers, and to chatter new courses. Write it down. God puts his spirit in you to break frontiers and to chatter new courses. So what kind of spirit will God give you? It is the same spirit, but the Bible says the spirit distributes unto us according to our several abilities. Yeah. So God, God does that for you. Why? Because God doesn't want you to put a limit on what he does with his spirit. When he puts his spirit in you, it does not put a limitation on your life. His spirit is to bring him glory. And wherever you are, he puts his spirit in you so that you will do according to his will and his purpose. And thou shalt put of thy honor upon him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. So God's spirit is in him. But he is, not only is he chattering new, new courses and breaking new frontiers, but that the congregation of Israel may be obedient to Almighty So, So even in, 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 in the medical field, we should be able to come out with breakthrough innovations that solves complex problems of humanity. And it comes by the spirit of God. Number four. God puts his spirit in you to instruct you as to what to do. He puts his spirit in you to do what? To instruct you as to what to do. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 20. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. Your manner you did not withhold from their mouth. And you gave them water for their test. He puts a spirit in you. What for? Instruction. Why? Because the journey you are chatting, you have not been there. And he has an assignment for you. He gives you instruction. He said to Jeremiah, he says, I'm sending you to a people. They are stiff naked. But let your, your face, set your face like a flint. The people are stiff naked people. God is sending you. They But you there before course. That's what God was telling you. He puts his spirit in you. That's why everybody must be attentive to the gentle whispers of the Holy Spirit. I say you must be all. You must be sensitive to the gentle whispers. You are taking care of children. They are not your own. Please, listen to me. You are just a custodian of God's inheritance. Hear from God and do what they need. And say what? You are taking care of children, somebody's children. The children are not your. Even if you gave birth to them, you are just a custodian. Please be sensitive and attentive to their instruction. But the life I live, it is not I, but Christ who lives in me. 
Are you getting me? That's why as a Christian, the Holy Spirit is upon you to give you instruction in righteousness. So that you are not disadvantaged. Because on the day of judgment, do you think it's just going because you didn't fornicate, you didn't go to nightclub, you didn't go to sleep? It will go beyond that. On the screen, Isaiah 40, verse 13 to 14. The question I want to ask you is, how does God direct us? How does God direct us? He says, who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Or being his counselor has taught him. Next verse. With whom took he counsel and who instructed him and taught him in the paths of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed to him the way of understanding. Now look at how God instructs us. Look at the scripture on the screen. How does God instruct us? Teaches us in the path of judgment. So God brings a case and your spirit judges the case. This one, let it go. This one, deal with it. This one, that's how, the, that's how God speaks to us. It comes by the path of judgment. Options come. And then the Holy Spirit is tagging your heart to choose this one or choose that one. Praise the Lord. He says, and taught him knowledge. So God gives you information. How does he teach you? What is knowledge? And information. It's not only information. So sometimes you are listening to a case and then an information will pop up. So he says, who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Or, or has his counselor has, or as his counselor has informed him? Well, okay. Taught him knowledge. Show to him the way of understand. So he shows you the way of understanding. This is how when you go about it, you get your solution. Have you heard of Joel Austin preaching before? He says all kinds of stories. His story, his brother's story, is this story. And do you know everything he's saying? He's typed it. He says he types everything. And he keeps it in memory, committing to memory. That guy has a dangerous brain. But when you listen, it looks like he's talking to you, two of us. Because God has showed him the way of understanding. I'd like you to pray. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the dryness in your life changes because now you can receive the gentle whispers of the Holy Spirit. But how do you get it? Isaiah 44 verse 3 to 4. How do you get it? Isaiah 44 verse 3 to 4. For I will pour out water on the testy land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offsprings, and my blessing on your descendants, and they will spring up among the grass, like populous by streams of... I see how he does it. He does it because you are thirsty for the spirit. If you are not thirsty, you will receive. You must be all. The spirit of God is already moving among us right now. Father, let your spirit come upon me. Whichever work you do, you need the spirit. I say you need what? You need the spirit. You, you need the Holy Spirit. You need him to guide you. You need him to help you chatter new frontiers. You need the Holy Spirit. You need him for instruction. You need him for illumination. You need him. Are you hungry for it? Whatever work you are doing, God can use you beyond that. God will use you as an ambassador in that area. But he supplies his spirit first. Now lift up your voice and begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. He says, come near to me. Listen to this. 
From the first, I have not spoken in secret. Isaiah 48, verse 16. He said, from the first, I have not spoken in secret. From the time it took place, I was there. And now the Lord God has sent me and his spirit. The Lord God has now sent me his spirit. He says, I don't speak to you in secret. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he speaks to you. When the Spirit comes upon you, he speaks to you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he instructs you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he restores you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he opens up the wounds and repairs. He's called the repairer of the breaches. He comes into your space. He restores what is broken. He comes into your space. He encourages I like you to open up your mouth and pray. And say, Holy Spirit, I need you in my life. Holy Spirit, I need to be instructed. I need to be directed. I need to be helped. I I need your help, Holy Spirit. I need your instruction, Holy Spirit. I need you to help me. I need you to come into my life. Lord, I may not understand it all, but I need you to use me for your glory. Use me for your glory. Use me. I like everybody to open up your heart and pray. I hear a song in my spirit he said my spirit magnify the lord my soul praises name for death could not hold him in captive he says even in the grave he is lord child of god the holy spirit speaks to your mind and your mind speaks to your soul and your soul communicates to your spirit and your spirit manifests it in that in your body in the name of jesus i like you to pray the holy spirit speaks to your mind your mind speaks to your soul your soul then communicates it uh, even to your spirit uh, that's why the bible says uh, guard your heart for out of it flows all the issues of life the holy spirit uh, he speaks to us he puts his spirit in us he directs us he orders us he molds us he repairs us he turns things around we are not the same uh, but the differences in us uh, is because the holy spirit uh, the bible says has dealt with each one of us uh, a measure of faith uh, a measure of faith uh, he has poured the spirit in us uh, everybody is gifted differently everybody is equipped differently my equipment my instruction is different from your equipment and your instruction you want to pray and say holy spirit uh, mold me mold me and use me for your glory 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 mold me mold me mold me use me for your glory ramboske telegranda rampalakatoshkata alakatalianda rababarianda labosha Oh, come on. Rababa Shandala Bosaya. Rababa Kataliande. Lekoto Shadarianda. Rababa Rianda Lavalarianda. Ayakosh Kataliande. Rababa Rianda. Eyeketele Grandalarianda. Lekotos Kabarianda. In the name of Jesus. E Rababo Shende. La Katarianda Namasa. Rababa Rianda Nabosha. Lekatabo Shanda. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, open up your mouth and pray. 
that the Holy Spirit would, 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 would manifest his goodness. Rabbarianda la bakarianda, Rabbarianda na moske, Shkatali grando shkepalias. I like you to pray and say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Instruct me, Lord. Instruct me. Guide me. Show me what to do. Show me what to do. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort you. He's there to comfort you. I pray that the comfort of the Spirit will come upon you. In the name of Jesus. Messiah, he anoints you, he sets you apart uh, to be a person who preaches the gospel. It is my prayer that the Lord will help you, that the Holy Spirit will heal you, that the Holy Spirit will transform you, that the Holy Spirit will, 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 will bring a recovery, that the Lord will guide you, that you be a vessel in the hands of God. You will be a vessel in the hands of God. You will be a vessel in the hands of God. That you open up your heart, you will open up your spirit, and God will use you for your glory. 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 Rampala Koshkata, Rabbarianda, Rabbarianda, Korobroskaba, Rabbarianda, Alakadarianda, Eyakatoskaba, Ebrekaranda, lift up your voice and pray. I know you are going through a lot of experiences. I know times are tough. I know situations are, are unfolding that you are finding it so difficult to reconcile what you know and your current realities. This is not what you bargained for. This is not what you asked for. But you're going through some experiences. Now, look at something. The Holy Spirit is just speaking to me. Look at something in the book of Hosea chapter 1. Look at what God said. And the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man, and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel. Though they tend to other gods and love cakes of raisin, so I brought her, I bought her for 15 shekels of silver, and a homer and a lechet of barley, and said to her, You must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince without sacrifice or pillar without effort or household god after all the children of israel shall return and seek the lord their god and david their king and they shall come in fear to the lord and to his goodness in the latter days you see look at it god calls a prophet to marry a prostitute look at the 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 humiliation are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Look at their humiliation. And yet God says that it is a communication. Somebody say it's a communication. You know, tonight I want us to pray a certain prayer. And, and I'm going to pray the same. And I want to pray. We want to yield ourselves to God and say, Father, whatever it is that you use me for, it is for your glory. Use me for your glory. 
Are we together in this place? I'd like you to pray that prayer and say, Lord, I may not understand it. It it may not make sense, but Lord, use me for your glory. Please lift up your voice and begin to pray. Begin to pray. I may not even understand why he just gave me the scripture, but you want to pray and say, Lord, Lord, I yield myself. The prophet married a prostitute and God said, I am trying to communicate. This is what is going on. I'm communicating. Jeremiah went through similar problems uh, all manner of things uh, and he kept weeping and crying he's called the weeping prophet because his spirit uh, his, his natural mind could not reconcile with the experiences that he was going through God was speaking to him but the experience was not the best he was beaten he was slapped he was put in jail all because that was what God was saying God was saying they will do the seal but it is me communicating unto my people I'm trying to get to my people and it is father we ask for strength to endure the training processes the experiences of God sometimes God God came to Paul and Paul said Satan himself have been sent sent to buffet me he said three times I cried unto God he did not say he prayed he said he cried to cry means that to come into a place of vulnerability a place where you open up your heart where you are so overwhelmed by the situation you may you you it's easy for you to be misunderstood it's very very easy but in that process in that experience in that difficulty in that challenging moment uh, he cried unto God and God said uh, oh I'm not taking you out uh, but my grace my grace is sufficient for thee and my strength uh, is made perfect in your weakness I came to tell somebody this is the day the Lord has made uh, you may not understand it all it may look like you should give up uh, it may look like God why me God you said I have a ministry but this is a ministry of humiliation but God is saying the experiences I make you go through it is not about you it is for my glory it is to communicate to my people it is for I shall my god my god my god ah sometimes uh, we say like jesus said why are thou forsaking us uh, but thou oh god uh, are the shield father uh, oh pour your spirit upon us pour your spirit upon us Pour strength, the strength to endure, the strength to endure, the strength to endure. It's for your glory, it's for your glory. 
their strength to endure their strength ayaka somebody pray now their strength to endure their strength to endure ah rampalakata rampalakata ayeshata their strength to endure ayantala ah your testimonies are not just for you your struggles are not for you your challenges are not for you it is for his glory it is for his glory and tonight we cry and we say lord for your glory i will do anything for your glory for your glory come on pray now come on pray now for your glory for your glory Alakosha, Rabba Barianda, Ayada Dadosha, Aradadadada. We may go through the betrayals. We may go through the misunderstandings. We may go through the public humiliations. But thou, O God, we have submitted our life unto you. That you will take the glory. Only you, Jesus. Take the glory and have your way. We will not give up on our Christian faith. We will endure. We will go through the experience because it is for your glory. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen.